Hey, what's up, what's up? Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Episode 12, Black Top Smack Talk, live from Seattle. I am your host, Charlie Hustle, joined by three of my comrades, well, two comrades and an enemy. Let's start with the comrades, Adam, Jose in the house. Hey, what's up, everybody? There he is, there he is. We got Sano on the ones and twos. I thought I was going to be one of the enemies. No, 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 man. You're a comrade, man. You reserve that for uh And uh, now, now's the enemy of the pod. Sneeze, Bruce Jackson. Thank you, thank you. Always away from his keep nap. your enemies, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Okay. Oh, okay. Words. Wise words. Yeah. Cool. Quote of the day from our... You got a... A master P course? What's going on here? Hey, every single time you introduce Sneeze, he wants to be introduced as the 13-time All-American. 13-time All-American? I think it was like four. Uh, but in his world, it was 13, so. Okay. Baker's <laughs> dozen, right? <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, a little, a little bit's happened since our last pod. You know, we want to thank you listeners for tuning in every chance. You know, eventually we're going we're gonna to do a live one where we'll have Listeners, call in. We're just working on our technology game, We're trying to make that happen. But uh, speaking of Bruce being an All-American, uh, he was an All-American at UW, and we're going to talk about the Huskies. You know, and uh, regular season had just just wrapped up. And uh, Sano, I want to get your take on how the season went. I mean, I think, well, I think we can all agree, right? It's been a surprising season. I don't think anybody saw 20 wins coming off a nine-win season. Except for maybe Bruce. Bruce was pretty high on him in the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think Hopkins thought we were going to get 20. No, I mean, that's, I mean, Hopkins came in, got coach of the year. You coach know, of the year. Recently. Shout Cyborg, out to Coach Hopkins. player of the year. These aren't even his guys. I mean, I'm just, I'm, even, if they don't, even if they don't make the tournament this year, it's hard not to be, not, it's hard not to say, like, once Hopkins gets his guys in here, like, what can this team be? Right. You know? I mean, the two guys that are his so far. Nas Carter and Hamir Wright. I really like those dudes. You bring in more dudes like that, I'm, I'm, we're gonna be in a good place, right? But I mean, yeah, especially I, with the zone that they play, like if he gets the right, the right fit, that long athletic type, man. And I think, I think he probably had a lot to do with Jalen Noel staying. I was gonna say that. I was gonna ask: Is Jalen Noel considered one of Hopkins' guys? Because we had to like re, he basically had to re-recruit him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, he was the only one that stayed. Everybody else left, so you can count him as one of his guys. You know, and, sh- and shout-out to Jalen Noel, uh, a first-team All-Pac-12 freshman, and uh, honorable mention, which was kind of weak. I thought he got I thought he got dicked. At least sec- bare minimum second team. But you know what? I was looking I was looking at the uh, the first and the second team, and it's it's full of, like, seniors and juniors. Senior ladies. There's, there's obviously, like, Aiden, you know, who's, like, a freak and probably be, like, you know, a top-three pick in the NBA draft. Right, but I, I was thinking like maybe they're just rewarding, you know, they're doing like the career, the career reward rather than season long work. Because easily Jalen Noel could have made at least second team. Right, and you know, and shout out to Noah Dickerson for making first team All Pac-12. Happy he came back. Happy he, you know, really got what an improvement. And, yeah, he got in great shape, and mm-hmm. he, man, I'm happy he stayed because if we lost him, oof. Oh, we'd be we'd be in big trouble. I mean, it'd be, look. It'd be looking real rough. One of the most underrated things about Noah Dickerson's game is I think he's been our most clutch free throw shooter. 
Yeah, shooting 78% from the free throw line. And it sucks I say that because last game he missed his biggest free throw, but at that point he was 10 for 10. Right. Right. I mean, he missed the front end of the one to one. Right, which we've seen some of our guards do quite frequently. Wait, he's not more clutch than Jalen. I think at the free throw line, Noah's been money for us, man. In yes, big moments. I agree. He's I've seen Jalen miss some free throws. He was in the 60s, I think. He was well, even to, on, he was up to eighty. He was up to eighty percent in conference, I think, this year. Mm, that's crazy. Okay, I'm I'm looking at overall. I'm not looking at in conference because overall, I'm seeing Jalen's at eighty, which is you know, oh, solid. Yeah, I think Jalen might be our best free throw shooter. I just think when it was clutch time, I feel like Noah hit all of his big clutch free throws this year. Yeah, where I've seen yeah. Jalen miss a few. I mean, he became one of those guys that's like, uh, like you feel comfortable with him at the line when you're watching, you know. Which we haven't yeah. seen out of a big man at UW in a long time. Right. I mean. We Since when? More confident watching Aziz? Oh, I mean, Aziz Anjai? I don't even know who the last. I don't even think. I don't know who the last big man at UW that was a good free throw shooter. Oh, I'm, Spencer Howells, was he a good free throw shooter? Yeah, he, yeah, Big Spence. Was he a good free throw shooter in college? I want to say he was. <coughs> hmm. Charlie, why don't you remember Spencer Hawes' college free throw percentage? Yeah, I should, no, know I, should, I should know this, these things. Like, literally, <laughs> I'm almost surprised I don't, but... What was our guy's name from a couple years ago? The big dude that was the four-year graduate transfer? Paris, Paris Blackwell. Paris, Bla- Paris Blackwell. Yeah. He was solid. Hell yeah, Paris Blackwell was a good player. He was solid. He just, yeah, he was just in an unfortunate circumstance where he was the only big. Right. But oh yeah, but yeah, hell of a season, you know. Twenty wins uh, we, on this pod. We said the over under was nine or ten wins, and I said right there. Bruce said under. We couldn't. We got doubled up on our prediction. We were going nine or ten conference wins, right? N- Not overall. I was going overall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were. I think we were all going overall. Because yeah, right. Would we win last year? Nine. Yeah, nine total. Nine total, two conference? Two, I think they were two and 16 in conference, nine in like 22 or 23 overall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. I mean, Hopkins deserves all the credit. I mean, it's unfortunate he probably won't get national coach of the year, but I mean, man. Oh, yeah. Coach of the year, though, is a huge – I mean, just look at the turnaround. That's a turnaround yeah, after losing – after losing the number one pick in the NBA draft. Right. And, you know, what were we, a top five recruiting class? And, you know, look at what those guys are doing now. You know, John John at Stanford, first team all Pac-12. Jonte Porter. Wait, John uh, John got – Oh, uh, freshman. Yeah. All Pac-12 freshman, I'm sorry. Yeah. Jonte Porter, uh, SEC uh, sixth man of the year or something like that. Did he? Yeah. Uh, Co-sixth man of the year. Okay. Um, Blake Harris, he ended up transferring, uh, Michael Porter, obviously we all know what he brings to the table. Hopefully we'll see him play, um, in the conference tournament. Right. And then there was that but, other guy. Him, I don't play. There was the other guy that was going to come to UW too. It was like, was Muhammad or something? Oh yeah. I know nothing about him. I don't know where he ended yeah, up. Neither. Mm. I think somewhere back east, I want to say. Oh, Okay. So, well, I mean, but yeah, yeah, you you inherit all this talent from Lorenzo Romar, and you bring in a couple of your guys, Nas Carter, Hamir Wright, and then you integrate the two-three zone. And, man, it's just it's what 
Coach Hawkins has done is just very impressive. Given given like what you guys said, it's not it's not even his team. Right. You know, he Mm -hmm. has he has what three recruits and then everybody else he's inherited. So yeah, but I'm sure he he grew he's growing real fond of Matisse. Oh, definitely. We we've talked on here before how he said uh Sano said that he said Matisse was his favorite the best defensive player he's ever coached. Yeah. Yeah, and he he's the anchor anchor of that defense. I mean, yeah, it's it put crazy, him in a, like, in a great it's position. Crazy that these guys are all well. I mean, you got to assume that these guys are all coming back next year. You know, so, this this is going to be the same team pretty much, except right. for the incoming freshmen. That's a great point because now you got coach of the year, you got all these players, and now you're all coming yeah. back. Hopefully, so now you're going to have what a lot of kids struggle with, and that's expectations. Yep, and, and, yeah. and they're going to be seniors. Dickerson, Bible, and, they're going to be seniors next. David year. Chris. And that, you know what's funny is you guys have probably heard it, and I guess we've just heard it a lot just with most UW teams, but the announcers will constantly refer to this UW team as young. And I'm like, man, there's nothing really young about this team. I mean, Jalen's young. but he's I so- mean, they do play, like, <coughs> maybe they call him young because, like, Jalen's obviously a freshman. He's, like, the leader. It seems like scoring leader at least. Right. And then the rest of them, you go down the list, it's like four juniors and then two right. other freshmen. No. Junior, Chris Jr., Thibault Jr., Green. But but you also have to look at it too in their in their rotation of what eight at the most is you know two of them are three of them are freshmen mm-hmm. one of them's a sophomore and Dom Green no mm-hmm. Dom's a junior oh Dom's a junior yeah yeah because he was there with oh, ba- that, he was there with that's baby right boy. he's a junior he started with baby boy okay my bad but then um Sam Timmons is a sophomore oh and he yep. he, he might be a redshirt mm-hmm. sophomore right yeah he so he's a redshirt sophomore so. so I mean, in your rotation, four of your four of your nine are you know true freshmen, right. or one's it's three or two freshmen. So yeah, I mean, I mean we still got mix. plenty of experience. So next year, I mean, man, we're gonna damn near be starting. You know, I mean, everyone's coming back. So I would assume I sh- that's the one thing you could say is good about not making the NCAA tournament is guys may not leave now that maybe have been thinking about it. Yes. I, yeah, I mean, I just think anybody that is thinking about leaving, my opinion, my personal opinion is like when they get the the feedback from the draft, you know, the scouts and if they go to the combine or whatever, I don't, I mean, I can't see any of them this year getting drafted high enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, like it's not like a surefire pick, like lottery pick or anything like, like that. Like Markel, like we didn't win like, shit, right, like, but it was like yeah, unanimous. Like yeah. I mean, who knows? They could go to the combine and just like wow some scouts, and you know, who knows? But I'm just thinking, there's no like Fultz, there's no Marquise Chris, there's no Murray, Murray there's none of those type of players, right? So I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I would, you know, I know Murray or not Murray, I know uh, Jalen would. He's probably looking at the league. I'm sure he's getting some looks. I mean, when you mm-hmm. score 30 in your first ever college game and you're the leading scorer as a freshman, you're going to be getting. You know, antsy. You know, is it time to go? Right. But yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, if what they what they definitely should do is why not? The NBA has allowed you to now, you know, enter your name, get feedback from you know, respective uh, scouts or draft people, see what they tell you. If you really think, if you yeah. like what they hear, get the feedback. That's what you know. A lot of a lot of guys do now. 
So yeah. many guys declare, and then some. All these guys are like take their name out. They're like, ah, I'm good. I mean, and why? And like, why? I mean, why not? Why not allow that? Like, why not allow a kid to go see where they fall? You know, sure. In the NBA draft, sure. and let them come back. Right. Yeah. You so got, you got nothing to lose. That's a, that's a different story. But before all that but, happens, we got some games to win. We got this Pac-12 tournament starting tomorrow. So mm-hmm. okay. So so we we're talking about that. Okay, so our, what do we think it's going to take for us to make the NCAA tournament? Because as of right now, we are not on ESPN's, you know, we're not in the tourney. We're not even uh, one of the, some of the eight teams, you know, we're not the first four out and we're not, you know, on the bubble. Or the next four right. out. Yeah. So what what do you guys think it's gonna take just to win the Pac-12 outright? Do we need a couple more wins, or what do you guys think? Well, see, I think I mean I think we've been saying I know me and Charlie and Adam I think you two have been saying all along like twenty three is the number right like you have to get to twenty three wins, and I think they're in. Dang, but I think so. Then I mean that's... just so I'm then just you're saying like, that if we I make keep comparing them, I keep comparing them to Arizona State, who everybody's saying is a lock. And Arizona State across the board doesn't they don't have like UW beats them across the board conference record, overall record. Uh, I yeah, but they, but well, the problem is that every when they they've been ranked, I think you get more love. It's easier to make the go when you've had a national promise and been ranked. Like Arizona, what was what uh, a four number four team in the country at the right, time. Right, that's what I'm saying. But and so they they have that undefeated non-conference record. Uh, they have where that, did that they get have them the win now? two top. True, they have two wins against top ten teams that are ranked top ten right now. That's Xavier that's what's important in Kansas. That is important, and I think that's huge, huge deal. I mean, um, but, but think about UW it this doesn't way. Have that. So you so. Arizona State might have better non-conference wins. They beat, I think, they beat Xavier, yeah. Kansas, and uh, I think I one other Vanderbilt. Team. Vanderbilt, they ranked. I don't know if they're any good. Oh, Kansas State, they're getting votes. Kansas State, Kansas yeah. State. But then you look at UW. They beat Arizona. They beat Kansas, and they beat ASU head to head. Right. Did did ASU lose? The, did ASU <laughs> get swept by Arizona? By, oh, oh, yeah. Did they get swept by Arizona? I don't think I didn't see Arizona as a win on there. On their resume, hmm. yeah, I don't know if that one's for sure. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's really crazy. Like, I don't, I know, I, I see what you're doing, saying like you're comparing to Arizona State, but I feel like there's 15 teams in the bubble that we got to compare to, you know, and not just right. That. And and you can compare across the country, but I'm just looking like they're probably going to take a certain amount, of, obviously a certain team, a certain amount of teams from the Pac-12, right? And if they're going to take Arizona State, I don't see why there wouldn't be at least an argument for UW Which... over Arizona State to go. But then I also think, like, you know, I know what plays into effect a lot is the RPI. Yeah. So it, what's so like? What's UW's RPI right now? I felt like it was like forty-eight or something. Yeah. Okay. Something like and that. so what's what's ASU is higher? I assume. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, prob- you know why Persano? Probably just because their two biggest wins. Those teams are still ranked top ten. I don't know what Arizona's yeah. ranked right now. I mean, the, I think that Xavier win is huge for them. Yeah, yeah. Because I think they're still like number two, number three. There's two. Yeah. Man, if we would have beat Gonzaga, I think we probably would have had a oh well. a a better like that's probably like the one to get us in. 
Yeah. Personally, see, I think. See, but that's yeah. I mean, that would definitely get us in if we had beat them. But I think I still think it's that that loss at Oregon State. Right. Well, you know, yeah. That's because it. The loss at Oregon just, State, and then I think the loss the other day. The Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think those those two are the ones that are going to come back. We're going to look back after the season and be like, yep, those are the ones that got us. Right. Well, Sano, yeah. here you go. UW's RPI right now is 64. Arizona, 59. Right well, there. Arizona's, what, Arizona State's? Yeah. Wow. It's right there. Which is crazy. I mean, and it's their strength. of, And I think our strength of schedule, ours was 50. And theirs was right next to ours, too. And I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's really close. Right. And that's why I don't get this whole, like, ASU's a lock. And then, was, and then UW's not even, like, mentioned in, like, the first eight out, you know? Right. Arizona State's yeah. strength of schedule is 70. Ours is 50. I don't know. I can see the committee. Like, when they look at all this, I could see them. That's why I don't think, I don't think, like, if they get past, if UW get past the first round, say they beat Oregon State tomorrow, mm. and then they beat USC, right, in the second round. That's who they get, right, USC in the second round? Yes. They win. Yes. Yeah. 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 So if they get those two wins and then say they lose in the semifinals, I could see them getting in that way. But maybe I'm just being like, Ooh, I don't think I don't think semis is going to do it. I think so. I don't think they don't have like a horrible loss. I think we're just comparing our resume this year, Sano, to our previous years' resumes. That could be too. <laughs> it we're is, so used to like these like, losses, man. like the you know Stony Brook. Right. right. For once, we <laughs> don't really have. A horrific loss. Right. Right? Oregon yeah, State's I I mean, they, it's not they that bad. They have a clean resume to at least be on the bubble, I think. <laughs> right. And it's crazy because going into the going into the year, you tell us we're in the NIT, I'm like, sign me up. I'm there. You know? Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm pumped to go to these NIT games. Obviously, if we don't get in, well, I'm pumped saying that now. If we go and win three games, I'll probably be riding the wave. And I'll be like, man, we're in, we're in, we're in. You know, but yeah, yeah, it's, that's gonna be a tough one to put. You know, we'll see how it rolls. Um, I mean, who else? Who else? So, USC is USC's a lock, right? Supposedly, I mean, they're all obviously speculation. I think they have a the ones that I saw were obviously Arizona, um, Arizona State, USC, and then the bubble teams were Utah, I think, or Stanford. I don't think Stanford was on there, really. They dominated us. My, I don't think their overall record is very good, is it? Mm, weird. But they yeah. fucking balled out in conference. Yeah, I know. They're up there. Just like USC, though. Yeah, that USC, yeah, you know, they're hot now. But, right. I mean, we got them, I guess, early on. You know, they're a lot different now. Well, now they're, they they lost, uh, what's the name for the year now? Oh, yeah, they did. Boatwright. Yep. And that's their guy. He's like, he's their, is he a senior now? I don't know what you're oh, doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Boatwright got hurt? Yeah, he's out for the year. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, out for the year now just means, like, three weeks, you know? Right, yeah. But, so, oh, man. I mean, we have to make, I still think we have to make the championship to get in. Now, Sano thinks maybe the semis can do it. So you're saying a win over Oregon State and USC can do it? I think so. Man, I think you're going to need one more because then 
I just think you're going to need one. Because I don't know if USC is that great to where it's really going to propel us into the... But you're, in, beating an, you're beating another tournament team. Which we have done. No. Montana, Belmont, maybe Belmont. Montana's probably in. They've beat a few. They've right. beat a few tournament teams, I think. Well, it, USC's, what, those, USC's RPI is 35. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good win. Um, they already have 21 then, wins. Yeah, I mean, so... So you beat Oregon State. You're supposed to beat Oregon State, even though I think Adam, you were talking earlier. I think they're, I think Oregon State's favored tomorrow. Two and a half. In, insane. It, Sorry, that's ridiculous. Not, I don't agree with that, but well, whatever. You know why? It's because I mean, in their house, it went to double overtime, and then in our house, I thought we were going. We look like we might lose that too for a minute, but I think it's just because they have. The zone beater, man, and we—I'd like to see us step away from the zone sometimes, mix it up. But mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's our bread and butter. Yeah. Now I can see it. Two more wins. If they go, so they're twenty and eleven. If they get, if they finish twenty-two and twelve, with another win over uh, USC, and then say they—I don't know who would they? I don't know who they get in the semifinals. The semis, I think it'd be it'd be uh, Utah. All goes, you know. I think. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. If it goes by seed, uh, I think it'll be Utah. Utah, see, yeah. I mean, that, Utah's a tough matchup. Utah or Stanford, it'll be one of those. And, you know, they always say tough to beat a team three times. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm I looking at I think two more wins could get them in. Man. I mean, you know, you always want to say don't leave it a chance, win the whole thing. But what realistically would get us in? I, I'm still holding on to that 23 because for whatever reason, you know, at least according to Lenardi, they're, they're not really respecting, you know, respecting us. Because, I mean, maybe it's – we lost to, almost by 30 to Gonzaga. We lost by 30 to Virginia Tech. You know, yeah. a couple of the big games. We got – and we, we, well, we got smashed by Oregon by 25. Right. I mean, they definitely have those games where they just can't score, right? And they start giving up all these bad – Stanford by was, six, was 16. Stanford I don't even two, think it was yeah. even that close. But and then they keep they keep knocking the Pac-12, saying it's like it's not good this year. But then at the same time, they're crediting Arizona State with you know beating Xavier, beating right. Kansas, right. Right. right? And then they, UW beat Kansas. So it's not like you can't say like the Pac-12 down and then start saying oh Arizona State's in because of their non-conference. I think one of the latest bracketologies, Joel Lenardi had eight SEC teams in there. Eight? Jeez, I think it was eight. I think I saw it was eight, you know. Man. And all those teams are just like us. They're all like nine and nine, ten and eight, you know, eight and right. ten. But they're still in the tournament, you know. So, man, it's gonna yeah. be interesting, you know. But I think I guess first things first, we gotta, you know, you has to take care of business tomorrow versus Oregon State, you know. And I, you know, we touched on it a little bit, you know, in the. Pre- this pod and previous pauses or previous episodes is, you know, that's a real tough matchup for us. It's like one of those things I would rather play Arizona State, USC, UCLA than Oregon State very, you know, with our very first game. I agree. It's just weird. It's just, it's just weird. Trace not, that's not to say, like, you know, I think we match up better with those other teams as opposed to um, – Oregon State, you know, Tinkle, mm-hmm. he goes nuts on us every game. He's his own beater. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Steven Thompson hits the, you know, he hits some big shots. He loves any big shots against us. Um, 
so yeah, it's just it's just weird, but I don't know. I think yeah, the guys is you know guys just gotta come to play tomorrow, ready one game at a time, and just you know we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, if we can't beat them, we don't deserve to be in anyways, right? It's like right. it's like it's funny because it's like we talk about what it takes to get in, what it's gonna take to get in, but it's also what it's gonna take to like be like deserve to be in like you know i don't want to just go and lose a game but if we can't beat those teams it's almost like no point anyways you know right i mean it's always right. good to be in you know putting that name in the bracket like that's the the thing is like people would you rather go to the tournament and lose the first game or go win the nit right you'd still almost rather lose the first game in the tournament right <coughs> i mean essentially yeah especially for a program like you does and when was the last time you does made the tournament? You know what Six I mean? years ago, Tony Roten, right? No, they didn't make it. They will. They were. Oh yeah, because he missed the free throws. Final the year, four. The year before that, then, right? It was Isaiah the Isaiah Thomas year. Bro, so that's what 2011. Yep. Because he was the 60th pick in the 2011 draft, so that's what seven years. That was him and Derek Williams. That was the last time we made it, right? Right, Sano. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. That was the cold blooded, yeah. and that yeah. was when it, when he. When he hit the game winner. Right, and then we had to f- play North Carolina at 940 in the morning in the state of North Carolina. Right. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And we still almost and lost won. By, lost by we still, three. And they were still in that game. Right. Lost by three. 9 a.m. Yeah. West Coast time, 940. I remember that game. So, so you know, it's just, you know, making the tourney, I think, is a huge ordeal for the players. I mean, I, I think for anybody, but... These guys need it. The city needs it. Oh, yeah, Yeah. definitely. You know? Another thing that just – I'm just looking, like another stat that just popped up. I don't know if they use this, the committee, but UW's the best in the Pac-12 versus the the, uh, top 25. Best record. Do we, really? Better than Arizona and everything. Three and one, tied with Arizona, actually. Both of us are three and one versus the top 25. You know what I was going to say, Sano, was um, remember we were all together – you know, or me and you, we met up after the UW Arizona win. Dominic Green buzzer beater. Right. Shout out to that was one of the most intense games I've seen in years at at the heck at Heckhead. But we thought, oh man, we might be ranked. Oh, I thought for sure. And I thought Sunday came out. Ranked. I don't even know if we were getting votes. Well, I thought so. That was it. Was the Arizona State? That was the weekend, right? It right. Was here, Arizona yeah. State and Arizona, and they beat them both. And I remember being like, okay, there's no way they're gonna be. They're not gonna be ranked. And I was thinking maybe they'll jump into the top like. Maybe they'll be 19, 18. 18, you know. We weren't even getting votes, were we? And they didn't. Nope. I don't even see. I didn't see a vote on there. Right. So we didn't get. We didn't get any love. I think it's those early season getting blown out games, zags, blowout. You know. It's just yeah. It's those ugly and, wind, and ugly losses that they took. It, I guess. It's yeah. Like, it put a stain on our perception, early. Yeah. And, you know, who's watching UW play anybody at 8 p.m. West Coast time, 11 o'clock on East Coast? Cool. Right. Know? So yeah. that perception is hard to change. You know, maybe, you know, Lenardi's just one guy. Maybe these other guys are more analytical, and they can be like, well, man, we've actually seen them, and they're tournament ready. They're tested. I would, yeah. I would hope so. I mean, I would hope they go, like, they do their research across the nation. Yeah. You know, for teams. Because they can't just pick East Coast teams because they're on at a convenient time. Right. Well, yeah, I guess in the next yeah. couple of days will be really telling, you know. Um, but since we've been talking about Arizona State – we're going to talk about uh, probably Arizona State's biggest alumni and how his team's doing in the NBA. Who's that? For oh, us? man. Mike Diagu? 
Oh, good call. He was Pac-12, <laughs> Pac-10 player of the year. <laughs> you guys see the knowledge of him here in the BTST, pulling Ike Diago <laughs> out of left field. Look him up. He was a oh, beast. Yeah. Come on. Come on. What you guys know about Eddie House and when he scored 61? Well, we know Eddie House. How Eddie House? What was that guy from a couple years ago, the scrappy white dude, Derek something? Derek Glasser. Glasser. Oh, oh my Derek God. Glasser. Glasser was Remember, my enemy. Remember him and Vinoy always used to want to fight each other? Oh, man. Yeah. Man. Glasser was, God, he was the worst, but he was a killer. Just Yeah, he was. John Karate, man. John Karate. John oh, Car- John Karate Karate. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about James Harden and the Rockets, man, and and they're on a currently what fifteen game winning streak? Sixteen. Sixteen, 16. game winning they streak. Just beat, they just beat OKC tonight. They beat OKC, yeah. original King County, and uh, and are they for real, man? What, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm starting to buy in. Like, what's the record? You know, Adam, you know the record for the for the or Bruce, whoever knows it, the record for uh, when Capella, Harden, and Chris Paul all play. Thirty was it? Thirty-four and one. I thought I thought Bruce said it was thirty-four and one. Thirty-four and I believe one. It's, I believe it's the uh, thirty-four, thirty-three and one. And then, and and the only loss was to the Pelicans, right? Because the Pelicans just tried to beat them at a different game. But the Pelicans aren't the same that team anymore because no more Cousins. But uh, that was the same game Cousins got hurt. Oh, it was. Dang. But that's crazy. Thirty-four and one, so thirty-five games. Those three crazy. guys have played together. I mean, obviously, those thirty-five games aren't against Golden State Warrior talent. So that's how they're going to be judged. Is how do you play? No one cares when they smash somebody in the first round, or this or second round. It's all going to be well. How did you play against the Warriors? Did you take them seven? Did you beat them? Or did you lose in five? That's going to be right. the, the telltale. So, right. Are you guys buying in to the, to the Rockets really being a threat? Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and answer first. I I am, but I think they're the only threat in the Western Conference as of right now. Yeah, just because every you know three through nine is so bunched up, and you know I think the consensus between the four of us want to say OKC, but they're 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 in kind of a rough spot right now. They're at the seven seed, which is unheard of, but. You know, Houston, with the way they play the game, is just so up-tempo. Like, you know, real, like, threes or layups or dunks. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of defense. And it's real ISO heavy, which, you know, in the playoffs, the game slows down. So, you know, a lot of teams go to the isolation. Pick and roll. Capella's a hell of a pick and roll player. Oh, yeah. James Harden is probably... If not the best, one of the best pick and roll players in the game. Actually, both of him and Chris Paul are. Right. So, uh, you know, the Warriors are still the favorite overall yep. to win it, but I think Houston poses the biggest threat in the entire league. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they're definitely for real. Okay. I mean, you can't say they're not. I mean, you, you, so I know Santa, I mean, what do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, the smart money's on the Warriors, right? Right. But do you think that series goes seven for sure? The Warriors Rockets? Yep. Uh I mean I still think like when it comes down to it, like when you go to, when you come down to playoff basketball, I don't see anybody competing with the Warriors. 
But I do think if, if a team, if a team's going to like, if there's any team that's going to compete with them, it's going to be the Rockets. I just don't see, I don't think it's going to go seven. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not just saying that because I'm a warrior. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, I think I just I just think when it comes down to it like that, the foursome of Curry, Thompson, KD, and and uh, Draymond like nothing competes with that when the, when all those guys are clicking. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. But the only thing I can say is the Warriors. Not like they have an exceptional bench, but I'm mean, not sorry, not the Warriors, the Rockets. They just seem like they can rely on more guys down the line. Obviously, they're not as top heavy as the as the um, Warriors are. Yeah, and right. I think it can go seven. Right. I think they got some action. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's if there's a series that's going to go seven, I think it, it would be Rockets and Warriors, even, even including the East. I mean, you know, there was like maybe two pods ago. We we were high on the Thunder, thinking the Thunder were a real legitimate shot to take out the uh, I, Warriors. I still think that would be the most entertaining series. Is a, is a Thunder entertaining, Warriors yeah. series. But I, actually, I still think I still think you get them in a seven game series. I don't, you know, if they don't have to play Houston or Golden State in the first round. Oh, I think. You know, and they'll have to play him in the second round. I think that'll be, yeah, for you sure. Know, who, yeah, if they if they somehow are like get Portland in the first round, or you know they get to four, five, or if you know the fourth or the fifth, and they get like New Orleans or Minnesota, you know, I. You talking about OKC? Okay, yeah, OKC is that one like dark horse out west. Otherwise, it's you know really between two teams, two man race, but. Yeah, yeah like I was so you saying. know who they have. So you know who they have right now in the first round to end of today. Golden State. Yep. Oh, OKC okay, Golden State right now. Oh, because yeah, two yeah. seven. But two seven. Yeah. yeah, what I was saying about the and Rockets they, is they don't play the they don't play the caliber of the Warriors every night. But to be thirty four and one, and then for them to have for them to to lose, they would have to lose four games out of seven yeah, with that crazy. lineup that's gone thirty four and one. That's now crazy. has that thirty four and one team. Have they played the Warriors? And is uh, is the Warriors victor? Did they beat the? Is that one of the thirty four? Yeah. Well, they. they I think they, the the uh, that's the first game of the season. Well, oh, they played the, them on January fourth, but that was without James Harden. And then they played them on January twentieth, and they won. But was everyone playing? I don't think. Uh, I don't think James Harden was playing. But that's just the thing, though. That's yeah. That's just what I'm seeing. Like a team that goes thirty four and one with that. And they know oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. They won. They hmm. won that game. And you know, it's a regular season game, so you can't take too much from it. But for them to with, now have to yeah. lose four games in a week or a week and a half when they haven't lost – they've lost one all year, I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, I think it's got to be respected. Um, obviously, we – you know, the narrative on D and Tony is, you know, he's not really a playoff winner, but this is a squad he's got. You know, he's got two of the but then, playmakers. The same narrative, the same narrative goes along with uh, – with Harden and Chris Paul and Chris too, Paul. they had they they haven't even proved it in all their years because you know they've kind of faltered. You know James Harden had that real debacle of a game. What was that game five against San Antonio last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then the previous year, he they lost in the first round, four one to the Warriors. And then Chris Paul's had his struggles in the playoffs. You know he had a real talented Clipper team, and they just could not. For whatever the case may be, they just could not get out or can't couldn't get past the so, yeah. conference semis. So, you know, so I think with D'Antoni, I think with um, James Harden, I think with Chris Paul, they all got something to prove. And I Hell think that, that that's kind of a motivating factor. 
but the one thing I, I like the bodies they have that they, they can match up well with Golden State. They have the Trevor Rizas, the Mabu Mutes, the PJ Tuckers, the Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson. Yeah, and then and not to mention Joe Johnson and Gerald Green. Like they got some firepower, mm-hmm. and, and you know both on offense and defensive firepower. So that fit the system. Oh, exactly. You know, and Capella's just Capella and Nene, and they have Brandon Wright. So they're they're they actually are kind of deep. You know that that's what I was gonna say is. The one thing why I think it can make it can pose as a problem for the Warriors is how we've talked about, and I'm not taking no shot, but it makes Curry have to guard somebody every time, right? He's going to have mm-hmm. to guard either Harden, Chris Paul, or Eric Gordon, you know? I mean, unless they want to put but him it, on, like, Gerald Green. Or Ariza. I mean, then that's crazy. You put him on Ariza, Ariza's got him by, what, four or five inches? But then Ariza doesn't really look to score that much. He spots up. He might have to, he might have to try and hit yeah. that post if Curry's on him. I think you have to put Curry on on Chris Paul in that in that series or in that matchup. I mean, I oh, then Chris Paul's going to go. Then they're just going to iso that. I mean, Curry is. I mean, Curry's going to go off too. Yeah, no, but but Curry's a, a he's a better defender than what people give him credit for. for sure. But he's still, but he's still like not a liability. But people go at him, so was, yeah, they'll so they'll switch the pick and roll. They'll do the pick and roll where who they'll find Curry. Whoever Curry's guarding will set the screen, force the switch, and then they'll just go at him. Yeah, Curry can end up guarding Capella. And I'm not saying this thing as like making Curry guard someone as like a bad thing for Curry. I'm just saying it could, because of his poor defense, which I don't think he really has that poor defense, it's more of it's going to make him guard someone every time and wear him out. He's going to have to, it's going to keep him honest, and he's going to have to guard an elite player every possession down, like other elite players tend to do, right? And right. and D and D'Antoni is known for the pick and roll to get the switch to find the mismatch. Like tonight, he, Carmel uh, Harden got sw- or Carmelo got switched on to Harden Yikes. so many possessions in a row, and Harden just you know he did even though he did have ten turnovers. I mean he was able to get to the basket, create plays for others. You know just do you know just doing what he does. So D'Antoni finds those, you know, he's an offensive guru. He finds those mismatches and he exploits them. Yeah. Yeah. So Bruce, so yeah, no, yeah, Bruce, are you still alive? I mean, what's up, man? Yeah. Are you watching just, your highlight your highlight tape from college? What's up? I'm just absorbing absorbing the knowledge, you know. I'm a little under the weather, so uh but yeah, no, I think it'll be uh, it'll be a good matchup. Um I'm I'm actually probably a little more interested in uh, come on the East. Now, get it out, buddy. The East. I'm just curious to see see what kind of happens in the East. I, I feel like yeah, the West, all the playoffs, all those teams are very bunched up, and so the West is exciting for me just about the regular season, just to see who does who do who does make the playoffs and just where they're at seeding wise. So I'm actually paying attention to the end of the season here. Um, but when the playoffs actually start, I think I'm actually going to focus a lot more on the East to see if Toronto is for real, to see, you know, Celtic pride come through and get revenge on the Cavs, see if the Cavs can bounce back and LeBron, can LeBron make it, whatever, eight straight finals or whatever. So um, I'm actually looking more forward to the Eastern side of the playoffs. 
I mean, the East will be interesting too. It's just it's the, the champions going to come out of the West. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, the two the, the, things, the, the the two best teams in the league are out West. I mean, right. If it goes Warriors Cavs, we know how that's going to end, right? If it goes Houston Cavs, I think we know how. It's I don't know. End. I think that would be different. I think well, I think if, he, I think Cleveland has a better shot against Houston than they do against Golden State. But if Houston gets past Golden State, that means they're definitely for real. Well, yeah, but you it's know, all but, like it's all matchups too, but, though, you know. But I think it's it's matchups, and I think it's about I've been there before. Like I think that I think there's something about being in the spotlight, playing, knowing knowing how to travel. Knowing how to do everything, extra things, dealing with family members, wanting tickets. This is all, all that kind of stuff. Extracurricular activities will be new to Houston, whereas Cleveland will be the same old, same old. So I, I think Charlie does have a point. I, I think well, it will be different from a basketball perspective. But, but I mean, Rockets. so the cat, the Cavs have a bunch of new players that have never even been to the playoffs. You're 100 percent right. Right. Yeah. I was just gonna say, if the Rockets play them, they don't have KD and Draymond Green to guard LeBron. No. I mean, who are they going to put, Ariza or Tucker? I mean, it's going to, you know. I mean, like, but, but that's the thing, like we said, with the Rockets and Golden State, they have all these bodies to throw at LeBron. Right. You know, uh, to throw a KD, to throw a Clay. Uh, I know, just think if they have, uh, if they have guys, if they, if they find a way to get past Golden State, that means they found something. I mean, the matchups were working. And I think if the matchups were working against Golden State, they're going to work against Cleveland. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think it's that easy, you know? Like, I mean, LeBron's obviously a different player, but you don't have as many matchup problems. But then, but then, you know, I don't know if, you know, kind of not a side note, but I don't know if you guys watched this the other day on Saturday was the Boston and Houston on uh, ABC. That was their primetime game. That was uh-huh. an entertaining game, and it kind of made me wonder, like, man, that would kind of be a good series. Yeah. Cause that that was entertaining, you know, and you know I love Kyrie, and that's just, you know, I think you put him in, the, you know, put him in the finals, leading his team. I think that would, oof. and the Rockets. I think that would be a fun series. It would actually it would make it, you know, because do we are the the chances that we're gonna see Cleveland Golden State, you know, for the fourth time? It's it's probably a high probability, but you know. The, the real, like, fan in me wouldn't mind seeing those two teams get in there. Yeah. I mean, I still think I – I mean, I know I'm, I think I'm alone here, but I still think Toronto's the best team in the East. Yeah, you're going to remain alone. Yeah, I mean – I'm going to remain alone when they're in the finals, too. I think – Gosh, that's a that's a Golden State. That's the only time I'll ever root for Golden State. You, you don't like Toronto that much? I'm not a fan. I don't believe in them. They do they do nothing for me. Man, they're, a solid, think... they're a solid team. I like the Rosen. They're a solid team. The like, Rosen. Cool. See, Thanks, Bruce. I don't think there's anything to dislike about them. Plus, they got that that crazy following up there in Toronto. They're home. Oh, yeah, they're, they're good at home for sure. They're really good at home. Yeah. Yeah, and their fan base they they go nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, I just watching think them versus Brooklyn. Yeah. I just think watching versus Indiana. Warriors versus anyone in the East, it's a wrap. But. You know, I just think if the Warriors somehow didn't make it, I think it would it could leave the championship up for grabs, right? I don't think it would be as definite. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it would be as definite. And I think it would make. I, you know, I honestly think it would make the NBA Finals a little more enticing. Not to say like LeBron Curry you know, part four. Yeah, 
Right, but we know the outcome. It's, you know, Warriors in five at the minimum. Probably. Right. I, I so, sucks to say it, but, yeah, I mean, unless those new guys really get it cracking. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and that just goes to show how, like, how dominant the Warriors can be. But, you know, yeah, there's something about the, like, a Houston, um, Boston series kind of, that, that's really enticing to me. No, you're right. And I'm not and I'm not ready to, you know, sit here and give up on Boston either. And I I don't think Bruce is if if he's still on no, the pod. No. No. Okay. I know. I've never given up on Boston. What I what I just want uh I, that's why I said I'm into the East. I kinda wanna see what happens. I wanna see what Kyrie uh can do leading his own squad. Um I I just it'd be interesting if Kyrie gave gave LeBron packing and gave him that dagger, that dagger before the Eastern Conference Finals. What happens? What I'm also thinking of the worst case scenario for like the NBA, like the uh, what about the Eastern like let's a seeding however it works out, but a Eastern Conference Final of of the Celtics and, and Raptors. Okay, well, oh, with, wow. no, with no LeBron, no LeBron, no LeBron so the, in the conference I mean, final. Yeah, that. that right. I don't know if they would like that. I don't know if they would like that for ratings, but it'd be interesting. But I mean, you know, for a guy who's made it to however many straight finals to not even make the conference finals would be pretty tough. Yeah, but uh, I mean, well, it, but it could happen. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Man, they're actually in the them in Indiana are like almost tied for the four seed. I mean, I don't foresee that happening. But you know, the, only a game, that, the, I mean, Washington's only a game behind them, and Washington's the fifth seed. Oh wow! So yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see like the, where these playoff matchups go. I mean, yeah, it's kind of all this talk about all these teams in for the first time <clears throat> in years. San Antonio is not even in the discussion. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about you know the Kawhi Leonard, San Antonio. San Antonio's two and ten or two and eight in their last ten. I mean, yeah. that's got to be for the first time in forever that they have played that bad in a ten game stretch since David Robinson. You know, it's kind of surprising just looking at the standings. So you said San Antonio. You said they're two and ten. And two and eight. Two. Sorry, two, and, two eight and eight in the last ten, and they're dropping the down the standings. 10. They could be out the playoffs in the a week and a half if they lose a couple more. In the top right. And the top four seeds in the West, Houston, Golden State, Portland, and, and New Orleans. So all those teams. So Houston's got his one 16 straight. Golden State's won six straight. Portland's won eight straight. And New Orleans has won uh, now 10 straight. Right. It's crazy. Houston wins 16 straight, and then they get to be half a game ahead of the Warriors. <laughs> right. And all those other teams are on win streaks, too. And meanwhile, San Antonio is 2-8 and eight in their last 10, and they're still only in the fifth seed, though. Right. And then look at their look at these next few games for them. Thursday at Golden State. Saturday at OKC. Monday at Houston. This is uh, San Antonio? Like San Antonio. That's their next three games. That's Those are arguably the three best teams in the West. So, by, next, so by next Monday night, San Antonio could be out of the playoffs. Right, which is crazy, and I mean, de- all de- those... depending on what everybody else does, but yeah, they could be like the eighth seed. And right. this, because all those games will be without Kawhi. We don't know if Kawhi's going to come back at all. We don't know what Kawhi's got going on with his Jordan deal. We don't know if Kawhi wants to play for the Spurs again, according to some yes. rumors. 
According to some rumors, it doesn't sound like it. And that's not he's not the type of player we would have expected that from, and that's the last thing I would have expected to hear from that organization. One of the best run organizations in professional sports, year after year. Right. Man, their schedule does not get any easier to either. Jeez. I mean, from the way it sounds right now, Adam, you know, it, they, this, if I almost had to bet money, it sounds like they might not make the playoffs. Man, I, I don't know. If you go through, if you go through the, the West, like go through from three to basically from Portland to Utah, who's and Utah's 10. 10? Right, right. They're separated by four losses only in the loss column. That's insane. Like, if you had to pick one of those teams to not make it, Utah, the Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, T-Wolves, Spurs, Pelicans, or Blazers, it's like it's almost like a toss-up. There's it's funny. I don't want to say Blazers, but they're I third. Think, man, I don't, man, Minnesota could not make it either. Yep. Yep, without right. Jimmy. And you can say that about any of those teams. Pelicans. They, the Pelicans shouldn't be where they are, but they're – AD's holding it down. Man, he, he's he's man, he's like top five MVP discussion for sure. Yeah, he might well, yeah, be higher man. than that. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this Kawhi situation. It's something to monitor in the off season. I can't imagine him ever demanding a trade or them wanting to trade him. But if Kawhi ended up being traded, I mean, he he looks like he was going to be a lifetime Spur type of guy. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those guys that's going to. They have the same franchise his whole career. It's just interesting, especially the whole thing that kind of gets me is like his whole thing with, with Jordan. You know what I mean? Like the Jordan brand, like he, he w- was in contract negotiations, but it's but they stalled. Yeah, he was trying to get twenty mil or something. No, it, that's what the. They were close to a completion on a new four-year extension worth more than twenty million a year. Honestly, I you know, I don't think people are going out to buy Kawhi Leonard's. Man, it's just me. I'm not. Doesn't seem like the Chuck, most marketable. Chuck, I thought I I thought I saw a couple pairs in your closet. I mean, it, it could sound cool, Air Kawhi's, but he'd be on Jordan, not Nike. So, you know, that's better than the Twisms that Bruce has in his closet. Oh, the Twizzies. <laughs> Yeah, but th- that's crazy too. Like, yeah, he can't even work that out. I mean, I know he's not going to get a couple hundred million like James Harden, but oh no, he's looking. Not, I think it's for twenty million yeah, yeah, exactly. overall. Twenty overall, not yeah. twenty, yeah. not not twenty, sense. not twenty a year. Sorry, right? Because he's not really the most marketable player. At, you know, he's not like. Yeah, he's he never shown a whole lot of energy, like off yeah. the court. I don't. You could play an interview with Kawhi Leonard and hear. I would hear his voice. I wouldn't know who that is. I think we can all pretty much identify a lot of the star NBA players' voices just by hearing them talk. Yeah, right. I wouldn't need to tell you him from an, an analyst. I wouldn't yeah. have no idea who Kawhi Leonard listening to him, you know? And, man, he's eligible for that Supermax five-year 219 extension this summer. Oh, this summer. Oh, mm-hmm. man, this is a, so he really could be gone. Season. Or, yeah, or he can become a free agent next year. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Because I know, I know they were talking about him for you know for the Lakers, you know, if they're not going for LeBron and Paul George, that they're going to go after Clay and Kawhi. Well, hey, that's not a bad consolation. Is is Clay a free agent after this year? Next year, right? After next year. Yeah, after next year. Le- Le- LeBron 
Paul George and Cousins are the like the most prominent free agents for this summer. But next summer is when you know the teams are going to have a lot more money. Right. Right. Hmm. Well, so well, yeah, it's, it's crazy how different like you know shoe companies might look at a player than like a GM. You know. Yeah. Like it's not it's not just talent. Like shoe companies are probably more after. Even a guy like Lonzo Ball is more marketable than like a Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi Leonard's an MVP candidate. Yeah, exactly. Ka- Kawhi's like you know first team All NBA, um, right. Finals MVP, like a three time All Star, and yet, you know, he's talking about like he wants, you know, like like what Charlie said. I I couldn't even tell you what his voice sounds like. If like if I heard him on a podcast, I'd be I'd be like, man, I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's almost weird that we know we could probably hear forty or fifty NBA players talk and know who that is. That's a sad right. thing for us that we love the NBA that much. <laughs> you know, I could I could hear Dion Waiters talk, and I I think I know who he sounds like. And you know, when you look at some of these guys who are, have their own shoe, but haven't had the individual success as Kawhi. So say like Kai, no, Kyrie's been oh, no, yeah. pretty good. Kyrie, but Paul George, I mean, Paul George is a five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, but he's not like... Finals MVP. He hasn't, he hasn't been a Finals MVP, an MVP candidate. No. Yet his shoes his shoes are probably one of the most popular from Nike. Right. More, more, more popular than probably KD's. And, and he's right got up there with Kyrie. Paul Jordan, not like, I don't know if it matters. Maybe it does, but marketing, but he's got the most basic name in the game. Where Kawhi's got a pretty dope name. It's like unique, right? He could just go yeah. by like, like you know, LeBron, right? Kobe. You know, one name people, Kawhi. You don't need to never say his last name, right? Right. When you, and then here's another fact uh, that I just that I just saw is um no some of the bigger names from the Jordan brand aren't even with uh Big markets. So you think oh. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook and Melo, Blake Griffin, Kawhi, those are the four biggest names on Jordan Brand. Yeah, but but Melo came from New York and Blake came from LA. Right, yeah. but I'm saying for the for this season or yeah, as of right now, I, I'm not. No, I'm sorry. As of right now, there's nobody in a big market. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like, crazy. Like CP's in Houston, Chris Paul's in Houston, and that's not like, like it's it's a, a major, known city, right? Right, but it's not like a prominent city in the country. So, I mean, they always just say like, interesting now. Now with like all you know, all the television and like social media and everything, like it doesn't really matter your market anymore. Like you're gonna get people are gonna watch you no matter what. Yeah, with you the know, NBA yeah. contracts, so many games are on TV now. I mean, yeah. you know, back in the day, it was it's what? Not like back in the day, were the Sunday like blackout games if they didn't sell out. Yeah, you watch your own team, or you saw pretty much Knicks and Pacers on Sundays or Bulls. Right, right. You know, you, you yeah, could you couldn't follow a beat reporter online of a random team. You you know, I can know everything about the New Orleans Pelicans living in Canada. Right, 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 right. But yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But you know, um, speaking of Canada. Uh, we were talking about the Raptors. I, I think we should touch a little bit on, on DeMar DeRozan and, and, and Kevin Love and how they just recently came yeah, up with some, some very personal issues that they've been dealing with. And I think it's awesome that, that, that they're sharing that with the public to, to let everyone know that, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're worth 20, 40, 50 mil, 
but we're regular people, man. We have the same pressures and things on us, you know, and there's a lot on their shoulders. And they really came and and spoke about that, you know, in their personal in the, in the in those written things on the Players Tribune. Right. Yeah, it's actually it's it's kind of inspiring for guys who are on such a platform. You know, and I know guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant, um, Melo, Chris Paul, they've used their platform to really talk about issues that are going on in society today. So for for somebody like DeMar Rosen and for Kevin Love to really let people know, like, you guys aren't alone. Like, we're regular people, too. Sure, we, we make all this money and we're on TV and stuff, but... Um, we're, we have feelings just like everybody else. We're not like superhumans. No, I agree. It takes a lot for them to say that, you know, right. because, you know, there's such a this this uh, stigma, you know, in America and society about be a man, be tough, get over it, you know, <laughs> chalk it up. It's all right. You know, and that's what you learn young in sports. But, you know, sometimes be a man, that phrase isn't necessarily being smart, you know. Sometimes you may need to sit, you know, sit back and reflect and say, man, I do have an issue. I do need to go talk to it. Like Kevin Love talked about, they have nutritionists, dietitians, you know, bo- you know, uh, strength coaches, but they don't have therapists. Yeah. That's just as important yeah. as taking care of your body. Yeah, it's good. I mean, hopefully them coming out and saying that will, you know, for any of the, the younger kids, the younger people that follow those guys will make it. Not yeah, as, uh, no. it's not as much of an issue for them to come out and say something if they have a problem. Yeah, you know, just just in a, on a personal note, it's encouraging. You know, it's really dope to see, you know, these guys, you know, come out like this. Is as somebody who has battled um, personal issues like depression and stuff like that myself. You know, it's hard for me to like hard for me to come out and talk to people about it. You know, obviously talk to my wife and you know my loved ones. You know, I, you know, Charlie, I've talked to you, but it's like, it's really dope to see, like, if they can do it, I can do it, you know, and, and that's something that I'll tell all of our listeners, like, y'all got something you're going through, man, don't be afraid to talk to somebody, talk to, even if it is just your loved ones, you know, it's, it's not considered weak, it's actually considered strong for you to open up, you know, so don't mm-hmm. be afraid, you know, that's, that's kind of the message I want to relay to the people you know go through it because i know all of us are going through one thing or another but you know some people it affect i don't know it i know people are affected a lot more by certain things so so yeah that's just my little it's very well said Adam. To, yeah bruce so, you got anything to, to to bring on it no um yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, you know, mental health things. It's good to talk about it, be out there, present yourself, um, you know. You deal uh, with the kids? You, you deal with a lot of high school yeah. teenagers as a, as a coach? I was just, yeah, I mean, as a coach, yeah, we deal with, we come across these things. It's better to voice this out and get this out early. You just never know how everything's going to affect you. Um, you know, we, we I talk about some of the people, kids I coach and parents, things like that. Um, you know, health, the health part is good. And that's not just, um, body that we talk about mind, body, and spirit. 
and having if all three of those are in line that helps us in tune that and so i think a lot of times athletes are so just focused on the the body part and not necessarily right. the the mind and, and spirit um because obviously that can affect affect the body even everything is is great especially in the pro athlete well you think you're invincible and you've got all these things going on but you know gotta get the mind right sometimes so yeah for sure so shout outs so shout out to demar Derozan and kevin love man you guys are definitely inspiration to to everybody you know going through something one way or another so right Mm -hmm. well yeah i think uh i think on that note fellas i think that we're gonna wrap it up now you know Oh yeah, yeah. Just a, just one really quick. We want to shout out, you know, locally. We want to shout out Garfield High School to one of my favorite players, my uh, my grade level classmate. And I wasn't classmates with him, but you know, class of 2002, Brandon Roy, be Roy, uh, back back to back state champion. You know, that's a hell of an accomplishment. I believe they got the invite for the Dicks uh, national championship. Charlie, sporting Is good, that correct? Dicks sporting good, top eight. Dicks yep. sport. So I'm. Are they uh, are they going? Do you know if they're going? I've heard that they're going to go, but you know we'll see. You know they, I know they want a piece of what Montverde and a couple other teams, La Lumiere mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so shout out to them. Uh, they got a, they had a hell of a squad. Jalen won a well, big game. PJ Fuller. Yeah. No, Jalen Well was on last year's team. Oh yeah, not Jalen. My bad. <laughs> PJ Fuller, Jerome Brooks, <laughs> Pierre Crockwell. Uh, I was yeah, thinking Pierre oh. Crockwell, Ed Turner, Jamon Kemp, um, the Satterfields. Yeah, they got they got a squad, and they're coming. Crockwell's coming back. Bochamp's coming back. Oh yeah, Fuller's coming back. So, well, yeah. Ed Chang, keep an eye out for them, and like we started the pod, you know, go Huskies, go Dogs. Hopefully, yeah. we can handle business. We got a couple days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Will be the telltale of our season. Next time yeah. we talk, we'll know where they're playing. Yeah, if yeah, if we have a game here in Seattle, or if we're traveling across the country. Right. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out once again to our friends, our sponsors, Ask Life Food Food Truck, Rekicks, Break Bread Inc., and Supreme Cuts. Thank you guys for all your support. Uh, we cannot get in. We cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate um, the sponsorship. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Well said, Adam. Good work. Now we're gonna ride out, ride out to the beats. DJ reminisce. You guys know how it goes. You hear it? I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the only one dancing over here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ain't feeling me, man. Okay, cool. Well, episode number 12 in the books. Next thing you know, we'll be at 20, 30, 40. Keep listening. Tell a friend. You find somebody at work that likes who? There's a few of us left in Seattle. You know, tell them, oh, I got these guys, man. They got this pod. They know what they're talking about, you know. When we get our own team back here in 2027, we're going to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, we'll be ahead of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I should have given a shout out to Seton Hall. Forgot to talk about that while I was out there. Seton Hall Villanova game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that Georgian kid, right? The Georgian guy, yeah, yeah, freshman. 
Okay, baller. New York Nick, relative of New York Nick. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, from episode one. Yeah, New York. Is that how long? Is that the last time he was on? Yeah, he was on for our very inaugural pod. Oh man. Yeah. Well, get him back he, out here. If you and remember he's been him, dead. he's been ghost. If you remember him and you're still with us, we appreciate you. Yeah. If you remember him, you're a dedicated fan. We appreciate that. Yeah. So with that said, yep, I'm signing off. Episode number twelve. Thank you guys. Follow us. Love you guys. All right now. Yo. Dust. Peace.